Welcome listeners of All Things Local. I needed to take a little break from the podcast this fall due to a heavy teaching load and some staffing challenges, which I know I'm not alone in. Now that the fall semester is winding down, it's time to get back to the podcast and hopefully regular episodes every month in 2023. Thanks for hanging in there with me, and I can't wait to get back to these community conversations. Episode 24 is an interview with Nicole Sedeo, the founder and CEO of Altruize, a free app that helps nonprofits, schools, companies, and individuals track volunteer hours. You'll hear about why she started her company six years ago and what is driving her innovation in this space. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to our podcast, All Things Local, a monthly podcast about issues and ideas in our local communities from the people who research and serve them, brought to you by the School of Public and Global Affairs at Northern Illinois University. I'm your host, Dr. Alicia Shadiman, Associate Professor here at NIU. We'll hear from researchers and public service workers in government and nonprofit organizations across communities about topics and issues affecting our towns, villages, cities, and neighborhoods. So welcome to All Things Local podcast. And maybe I'll have you introduce yourself, Nicole. Tell us a little bit of your background, and then we'll dig more into what you're doing now. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My name is Nicole Sadao. I am the founder of a tech company called Altrize. Altrize is an application that helps you track and verify any volunteer activities, uh, community service that are done in the community. This is important specifically for those individuals that really need this data to kind of advance into the next stage of their life. So you take the high school student that might need it for graduation, but then also needs it for college admissions. We've got uh, court-ordered community service, you know, is another area as well. So yeah, the volunteer data has become pretty important for some people's lives, and we want to make sure that it gets captured in a clear and concise way and that they have access to it. So so that's Altruize in a nutshell. And so how did you come upon starting your company? Where did you see a gap? that you're like, I have some skills I can bring into that space. What made you want to start? Whenever somebody asks me that, I like to start off by saying, well, clearly God doesn't read resumes because I'm a chiropractor. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I've come to appreciate he doesn't read them because he writes them. So I actually have to go back to, I I graduated from UW-Madison with my degree in bacteriology and did oncology cancer research and really grew my kind of passion for data and just, you know, the importance of accurate data, especially in a a research field. But I realized that those rats weren't keeping up their end of the conversation. So I needed to (laughs) find a different actual career. Found chiropractic. Had a good experience with chiropractic when I was younger. So that's kind of where I I leaned into. Uh, Met my husband. We moved, uh, started our practice in Freeport, Illinois. And we didn't know anybody there. So we jumped right into volunteering. Great way to mm-hmm. learn your community. Great way to learn people in your community, right? Right. And then as I started, we started our family and having kids, you know, volunteering changed as far as what fit into the, to our life better. And I started noticing this gap, this need. And it came in small pieces. So first was the college admissions scandal. And I looked into that because I've got kids. They're getting, getting into college readiness mm-hmm. age. And, and I, I found this stat that said 60% of college admissions officials use volunteer data as a tiebreaker. Well, it's not standardized or validated. Right. And that has gotten even more prevalent because of COVID. 
So just a few weeks ago, the California state system actually voted to permanently eliminate the requirement for ACT, SAT scores in their admissions process. That's huge. That basically means it's your GPA and your personal story. That's it. So, so that's one, one area. And then Target did an ad a few years back touting how they did a million hours of community service. <laughs> and apparently I was one of the only consumers that went, Sasu. I started saying, well, that's all fine and dandy, but how, how do they prove that? And they can't right yeah. now. They can't mm. validate that. And then we had a patient come in who talked about her sister, had gotten a DUI, gotten court-ordered community service. You know, it was an embarrassing thing. She wanted to hurry up and get that taken care of. She goes in front of the judge. She thinks she's done. The judge says, nope, you've got 10 more. She says, nope, I'm done. Nope, you've got 10 more. So that's one of the things that we do that's really unique. We're not a software. We don't come in and, and are a part of an organization's system. We are cloud-based. And that allows, because of that, that allows access for all the parties involved. So the nonprofit that did the validating, the organization that requires the information, and for the first time, the volunteer can actually have access to their own information. So what do you tell nonprofits? How does this help them do what they need to do from their side of the house? And then we'll talk about the individual side, but from yeah. the nonprofit side. So from the nonprofit side, you know, it's, it's always been when you're in the nonprofit world. And so again, I've had leadership roles volunteering wise in the nonprofit world. So that's, I kind of understood this, that side of it too. You know, it's always been understood that this data is important specifically for grant writing, but even just internally, you want to know who your biggest supporters are. You want to be able to make, you know, they be usually become your biggest donors. You know, that's how that process starts. So you want to uh, nurture that relationship. So for, for Altrize, we're a free tool for that purpose as far as just getting the information of who is this volunteer, their contact information, and how many hours have they done for you, kind of the bare basics, because we're not here to replace an already existing volunteer management platform. Um, with that being said, true volunteer management platforms are quite expensive, and right. over 65% of nonprofits operate with a budget under a million they can't afford these big volunteer management platforms. So Ultraize is a great alternative because it's free. Again, it's not a management platform, so you're not going to get t-shirt sizes and have people sign up for your events and all that. That's not what the platform does, but it at least can cover one of the biggest pieces, which is how many hours of volunteering have been done in your organization and who's doing it. And that's free. So, so it's a great tool that way, and it helps augment if you do have a volunteer management platform, then you can just upload this information in there and you're, you're good to go. And it also then lets kind of that tie in with the volunteer. Ultraize again is really important to the volunteer. So if the volunteer comes in and says, hey, I need you to verify this on Ultraize, you'd be wise to do it because that's why this volunteer is there for you, right? If, if you said no, it's a good chance this volunteer can't volunteer for you then. Right. So it, it shows respect for the volunteer that, yep, I, I get it. You need this information too. Let me help you out. <laughs> so. so because it's an app based, do you still find that users across demographics are interested in using it or does it skew younger simply because of the technology? Not that I'm saying it's overly complicated, but it, it could add a layer of complexity for. Yeah. Well, some. yep. And we intentionally started because we're the younger group is who we 
we needed to capture first because they're right. either high school, college age, you know, yeah. that that's who's kind of our target initially with this rollout. We are right now in the process though of developing a desktop version. Okay. Yep. So that, and that's going to be launched in the fall. Uh, what have you, what have you learned in the last couple of years and, and what do you have planned then for the, for the platform itself kind of going forward? So that's one, you know, that you're developing kind of a desktop mm-hmm. version, anything else on the horizon where you're like, oh, these are some tweaks we're going to make coming up. One of the other areas, so we've got gamification. It's already on the application, but that's a, a piece that needs to be built out a little bit further. So for example, if you get your first hour of volunteering verified, you get to unlock a fruit slicing game, right? <laughs> Something fun. So we want to take that to the next level and actually have you open up treasure chests. So again, that's where Ultraize is taking on the kind of the job, if you will, of keeping people motivated and activated. So again, if an, if a nonprofit is using Ultraize, you know, we're the ones rewarding the volunteers on a consistent basis through our gamification piece. So yeah, so we'd like to see, you know, hey, if you get 25 hours, you'll unlock a treasure chest and maybe there's a coupon in there for Starbucks or a coupon in there for, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of the next level that we're Mm -hmm. going to be tackling over the next 12 months as we go. And then also branching into the judicial system as well. And the gamification piece is really important to us because our mission is actually to make everyone more more conscientious about being intentional with volunteering. So we feel it should be just as important as how many steps you're taking, right? Fitbit's got us from, it was good enough to say you ran two miles. Now now you've got to tell me how many steps you've taken in a day for me to be impressed, right? (laughs) Right, right. So what if we were all that conscientious about the good we were actually doing in our communities too? And so that's where, where Altrice really wants to take people, not just be with them when they're in need of this data to record it and have it verified, but to also let have them recording it. And it doesn't need to be verified. They're just holding themselves accountable right. to goals they've set. So again, we've got goal setting in the app as well for that purpose. What are some kind of testimonials or things you've, you hear from the users about the experience? How has it changed what they do or, and this is more, you know, anecdotal necessarily, but what have you heard from, from the people who use it? The two biggest things we hear is that it's so easy to use and well, and along with the, I guess the easy part is it's pretty intuitive and it's eliminated a lot of their paper and stress would be another piece. What kinds of reports can you pull as a nonprofit and then as an individual, what, what can you pull that will kind of summarize your activities? So again, the nonprofit, because it's free, it's pretty basic. It's, it's yeah. the name, the email, and then how many hours that person yeah. did. For like the school who's purchasing, paying for those premium reports, they get more in-depth. They get a skill development profile. Mm. They get the distribution of how this person had their hours used. So an activity can get categorized in four different ways. So it can be verified by a nonprofit, verified by a for-profit. So it might be, you know, they did an unpaid internship, verified by a neighbor, you know, you can mow the lawn, shovel the snow, or it's not verified at all. Whether that means I didn't submit it for verification as the, the volunteer or the other person just hasn't verified it yet. They'll get a breakdown of that percentage wise. They'll also get to see the name of the person that verified their contact information. So it's Mm. clear 
it's not a scribble on a piece of paper yeah that you <laughs> are just kind of hoping it's real and not right somebody else's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a much more in-depth report you know time frame they can get time frames yeah. of you know they want to pick out certain time frames that kind of thing so that makes sense and so the the business model you have a certain percentage of the users are free and then the, this kind of premium um Correct. kind of membership base and is that typically schools right now right now again yeah. we we kind of have our target areas so yeah we're we're targeting that mandated group first so yeah. that would be the schools that require it for graduation right, right. and then the judicial system, like yep. I mentioned, is kind of our next one. After that would be the businesses. So yeah. I call that the expectation group and those service organizations. So those service organizations are technically nonprofits, but based on the fact they're a service organization, they require their members to volunteer right. in the community. So right. that would be another potential as well. And the target group, <laughs> do you want to go after that kind of employee engagement side? It's interesting, having paid time off to go volunteer is one of the top 10 employee benefits now. Employers are paying you not to show up and to yeah. go hang out with the puppies for the day. Yeah, the reason is because studies have shown that employees that have self-directed volunteering are just more engaged at work. And it's right. quite simply because you're feeding your own soul. Right right? And something right. that you're, it is meaningful to you. So it's great for, for companies to have the whole, you know, one day we're going to go out as a team and wear the t-shirts and, and do it as a team building activity. However, if they're really missing out, if they're not allowing their employees to engage in something that speaks to them personally. Yeah. That's and we cool. actually have journaling feature on the app as well for that oh, purpose. That's great. So yeah. people can reflect. And, you know, again, for those high school students that have to write that amazing essay right. at the end of right. four years, right. they, they can, can go back. back. <laughs> so do you have, are, are your kids old enough? Are they using it? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a good test subject, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Two of the three. And actually the third one is right on the cusp now. So she's, she's got the, the app. She just hasn't had the chance because she's 13. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's kind of just started her journey of volunteering. Yeah. You know, and every kid's different. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, my kids are no different, you know, yeah. just because I'm the, the purveyor of the app, you know, I've got one who he just doesn't get volunteering yet. Like, yeah, it's not quite in his DNA where my other one is like, yep, yeah, let's do this. Where, do where can it, I yeah. go? What can I do? Where can I be? But again, yeah. that's also, I, I look at my son and I say, that's the one we're really hoping to to get to and to change. He's the one where I'm hoping the gamification might yeah. turn the corner, you know, just be enough right. to make him go, okay, I suppose I can get into this. Because I, I truly believe, I mean, as humans, it's pretty clear for us to get better at anything, we have to do it more often, right? That's yeah. always the irony, right? Yeah. What if to be gooder, yes, I said gooder, people, yeah. we actually have to be intentional about practicing it and just doing it. So right. that, that's kind of, because altruize means to exercise your altruism. And, Love it. And yeah. And, and so that's really what we want people to do. What if we exercised our altruism, just like we have to exercise other things to get better at it. You know, every now and again, I'll get the person that says, yeah, but is it really volunteering if they're required? Mm -hmm. And I, and I say, well, here's the thing. When I was at UW-Madison, I had to take humanities class. So the only thing that fit in my schedule was weight training. Lo and behold, I 
found out I liked it and I was pretty good at it. This is, this is good. And then I realized that, yeah, 90% of the guys have no idea what they're doing in a weight room. Why am I intimidated? You know, my comfort level became really great in a weight room. Well, that's the only reason I ended up having Getting a championship into right. bodybuilding. I mean, so having to take this humanities class, I wasn't forced to take a certain class. I had the opportunity opened up to me to decide, right? Right. And that's what volunteering, mandating the volunteering is actually an opportunity, multiple different possibilities. Right. They're still choosing those possibilities. Right. Yeah. Even the court mandated, right? I mean, if you, if you really want to learn a new skill or, or meet different people or be in a different situation, you can choose to do yep. that. So, and that's our yeah. goal with the court one is yeah. to change the narrative to exactly what you just said. Cause right, right now it is just pick up some trash on the side of the road or whatever, right. Right. but it could be so much more. And the, I think the organizations would welcome that as well. I mean, for the nonprofits that we talk to, there's nothing worse than having someone show up who doesn't want to be there. Right. You, you really want someone who's like, oh, this is cool. I'd like to learn more about that. Or I didn't know you guys did that. Let me, let me look at that. Like that, an engaged volunteer is way better yeah. than somebody who's just showing up and say, can you tell me when it's 2.15? Cause then I can go. <laughs> right. Right. And, <laughs> and, and that's that, again, that's, that's what Ultraize will pull out because they will yeah. be able to come in show that they've gotten a certain skill development through this yeah. volunteering activity. They've been journaling, they've set these goals, whatever it might be. And the volunteer gets to walk away with that information. Right. So they automatically become more engaged as soon as they show up because they said, okay, I want to learn a skill in. <laughs> Do you have something right. that you can show me or help right. me with or whatever? Yeah, I think the matching part is really um, fascinating. We have a number of our students go into volunteer management, volunteer coordination, that kind of stuff, and, and trying to figure out what, do, what are our needs when it comes to volunteers, and then finding the volunteer who actually wants to learn that or, mm -hmm. or has some, some interest in that. That, to me, is, is really interesting, and, and many of our students, that's something that they do right after graduation, because I just think it's more beneficial for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's another thing, that so in our, in our roadmap, you know, we would we would like to pull either pull in directly to the app or we're just we'll just do APIs with other organizations mm -hmm. that already do it, but that we're yes, we now are able to pair the nonprofit activity with the individual, you know, that kind of thing. But we want to work out this piece first. We want to make sure that yeah. that we're doing right by the the volunteer and what they need for the reporting right. Right. piece first. So what's it's, a typical day for you as a, as an entrepreneur, as uh, in, in this kind of social space, what's a typical day other than being on podcasts? Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot of meetings. That's for sure. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's really trying to get those connections on who is, who's going to be our champion in a space. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's probably the, the toughest part and funnest part at the same time. Yeah. Cause then I get to hear other people's stories and, Right. And understand where they're coming from and learn yeah. a little bit more and tweak and, and all yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and some of it's just the boring paperwork, you know, Business. we, we, yeah, we officially changed our company name to Ultraize. So just, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's for that. And, and yeah, right now it's all about connections and moving forward with that. So my guess is this is not the job you thought you'd have as an undergrad. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> And that's what I love going to, I love going to career fairs. That's, so that's another thing I've been doing. I've gone to right. a couple and I've got one next week. Um, that's my favorite thing to talk about is 
yeah. mean, I was a bacteriology major because I love sciences. I, I still love that stuff. Genetics. Oh, that yay. Yeah. yeah. But again, that wasn't going to be my career because I like talking to people too much. And so I thought I was going to be a chiropractor, right? For forever. Right. And right. then to change into a tech founder, it's like, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there's two books I would highly recommend for your listeners awesome. and to read them in this order if they can. There's one uh, called Grit by Angela Duckworth yep. and then followed up by the book Range. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. I, I have Grit, that. but I don't think I have Range. Yeah, Range, because Range actually, he references Grit and it's great because, mm. you know, Grit, of course, goes into your super hyper-focused, you're mm-hmm. learning all you can. I think Epstein is. His oh, there it is. Name. David Epstein. Yeah. Epstein. Yeah. And then range though, talks about how having a, a background in a little bit of everything can be quite powerful too. Right. And so that's where I feel I've, you know, I've, I've had the benefit where, cause you're, you're, you're gritty at certain points in your life, depending yeah. on what it is. Right. And now I've got the range. Yeah. So, well, not that you probably need another book recommendation cause I'm sure your bookshelves are full. But if you haven't read, you, you could read How to Be Everything. Yeah, it's really interesting. And she actually has a TED Talk. Um, and oh, that's cool. You could watch the TED Talk first, but if you want to read the book, Emily Wapnick. And it's a guide for those who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up. And I don't think she coined the phrase multi-potentialite, but oh, I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, multi-potentialite. It yeah, means and I, you're interested I, in more than one thing. For the educational system, I think that's probably one one of the biggest things they're missing. And I yeah. know they want to put people in career paths and say, okay, what's your interest now, blah, 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 because you got to start them somewhere. So I get that. Right, right. I do think the mistake, though, is, is making it sound like that's what they'll be doing forever. I agree. And I think we do, there's some of that in higher ed, too. There's pressure to do that more in higher ed than I think before. Mm-hmm. And that that's something I I think about a lot is that, yes, career readiness is good, but career readiness kind of vague career, not one career. Right. Right. Because those humanities classes that you took or the science classes or whatever, you'll never know when you're going to, that's going to come up or be part of your life. So not that you're going to have one career path forever. Who knew weight training was going to be such a major part of my story. Now I have to, now I have to see, are there pictures of this, Nicole, somewhere in the (laughs) internet, you know, world somewhere. This is one of those, like, you're going to be on a talk show when you're 60 years old. And they're going to be like, Hey, so when did you weight lift? They're going to find this obscure picture from some competition, just ripped, you know, it'd be great. (laughs) Your kids are going to be dying. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's funny. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's been great talking yeah. to you, Nicole. I really appreciate Thanks. your time. Um, you do amazing work and good luck with everything. Thank you. I appreciate it, Alicia. Thank you so All right. much. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of All Things Local, a monthly podcast brought to you from the School of Public and Global Affairs at Northern Illinois University. I'm Dr. Alicia Shadman. Join me next time to discuss issues and ideas facing our local communities. To learn more about our faculty and programs here at NIU, go to niu.edu backslash SPGA.